We love film and family, tech and travel. We like our plates full, we'll sleep when we're dead, and we'll spend our last five bucks on the best meal in town. He's the why and the what, and I'm the how and the when. We're a perfect team and a party of three, and we're doing big things trying not to sweat the small stuff. And this is the whole story. July 4th, 2022. My state of being wavers between utterly inspired and absolutely paralyzed. In a moment, I can leave the meeting feeling uplifted, in tune, and wide open to the possibility and challenge that relationship presents in its messy human way. Give it a few hours, maybe asleep, and here I am, staring at a well-written to-do list with an arresting sense that it's all impossible that I'm so good at doing and planning for other people that our own business is going to shrivel in the shadows. Yesterday, after traveling back from my glamping adventure in the UK, I decided to make a nearly three-hour detour to Marienburg for the B&L Kart Racing Series. I knew there would be a lot of drivers there we know and that we're missing the Euro event next weekend and won't get a chance to see so many of them. I really had no reason for going except to hang out and watch the races. If I never showed up, no one would have missed me or wondered where I was. Still, I thought it would be fun and a fine way to spend the day before heading up to CERA. Arriving to the track, there's a palpable feeling of excitement. I immediately wish that Ellis was driving and my pace quickens up as I approach the track. Now that we are straddling the fence between kart racing and cars, it's obvious to me the difference in culture and experience. Being at a kart race is like seeing your favorite band play a local pub a general admission show at a tiny, crowded venue. There's no frills, but you're up close and personal. You can see and hear everything from no matter where you're standing. Car racing is like seeing that same band in a stadium. So there's something primal about karting. I really get it, even after just two years in the sport. I immediately see a friend, another American mom dislocated to Europe with a teenage son racing. We chat and sit together to watch him compete in a second chance heat, an opportunity to make the finals after a not so great day of heat races the day before. Then I make my way around the paddock. For a moment, I think to myself, what am I doing here? Who's even going to care that I'm here? Halfway down the first row of tents, I'm greeted by a mechanic I met our first season in DEKM. Ellis always referred to him as Circus Bear because he was a pretty big guy that always wore denim shorts and rode a tiny foldable bike around the paddock. He gives me a big hug, asks about Ellis and what we're up to. Okay, that felt nice. As I make my way winding down each row of tents, I stop and chat with a lot of people and kind of surprise myself at how many people we've met in just a short time here. Friends from the Netherlands that we met a while back with Combi Cart, the American distributor we drove with as part of Team USA in Bahrain at the Grand Finals, drivers who have contacted us with interest in the Rotaxi 20, or been on the grid with us in DEKM that we met with Blue Shock last season. It's good. And then, as you have more conversations with people and get deeper into discussion, I'm reminded that these people are not my friends. You don't really have friends in racing. You have people you share the track with, but it's so competitive and really a bit catty, and everyone is just out for blood. Besides the fact that we are the, quote, electric family and we're American, so for sure, we're the outliers. 
We're kind of like an animal in the zoo that people are a bit fascinated by and wonder how or why we do it, but stand pretty much in opposition of everything we are, are doing, or choosing to do. After people ask about how Ellis is doing following his crash in France, I get an earful about their opinions on electric motorsport. Now, if there's one thing that track folks really, truly are sincere about, it's the safety of the kids behind the wheel. I don't care if I want to cut your throat in the pits, we all want our kids to be safe, and no one wants to see injuries no matter how small. So that part really does feel authentic. But then we're on to how it's too heavy, and it's dangerous, and they're not marketing it well, and people don't really want it, and they say it's fair, but it's not, and some people get more attention than others, and they must be messing with the power for some people, yada, yada. The overarching sentiment is, we know what we've got with combustion, so we're sticking with it. Now I'm back in the stands watching some laps. I'm thinking about how we have the most half-baked season possible at the moment. How championship points matter, winning matters, and we haven't been able to string together a solid run of races that amounts to anything for 2022, and it's July. I think about that if Ellis was racing the Euro this weekend instead of demoing at Zolder, he could probably win the championship by default. I think what if we should have stayed in karting another year and not bothered with Fiesta or ERA? I wonder whether we're rushing him or pushing him too hard or trying too hard to make something. What makes us special or different? Why do we get to cut the line? Will people hold that against Ellis someday or today or next week? They're probably already saying it, so who cares? Are we pushing Ellis so far in being a leader in a new space in the sport that he's missing out on the simple fun of actually participating in that sport? experiencing the higher highs and the crushing lows? Should we have stayed in America and followed Lucas Oil into Road to Indy? And if we had, wouldn't he be further along in his career? Mind you, it's not even lunchtime yet, and I've done all of these mental gymnastics at a track in the south of Belgium on a sunny day when my kid isn't even in the country, let alone racing this championship. I must be out of my goddamn mind. I think I went to the track as a bit of a gut check, a thinking exercise a somatic response evaluator. And I'm certain I feel the same range of emotions nearly every time we're on track. I love it. I absolutely love seeing Ellis get in a cart or a car and push it to the limit. And I hate it. I hate the politics and the gossiping and the competitiveness and the cheating or pushing the limits to the point where you're pretty much cheating and the judgment and the lack of vision toward the future. But honestly, it's just a microcosm of the human experience. I'm sure in recreation basketball in some suburban town or at a research university with the brightest minds around, you're going to hear the same. People are people are people. It takes all kinds. And 99% of people are acquaintances and not your friends. And a good chunk of those are probably talking behind your back or have something to say about what you're doing or how you're doing it. And you'll be able to count on one hand the people you can truly call your friends and that you can truly trust. Motor racing or not, that's life. The Whole Story is a podcast about my family's journey to follow Ellis's singular passion during a global pandemic. The episodes are audio recordings of the journal I've been keeping since the day we left home in 2020. To learn more, follow the whole story on Instagram and visit our website, elysium.co. And remember, life is good, life is hard. These two truths are unrelated. You know you drive me crazy. You know you drive me mad.
But I could never live a day without you